Hi everyone and welcome to the Kick to the Crotch podcast from uh, Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society at Canterbury Christchurch University. Um, my name is Adam Parsons, I'm uh, President and Instructor for the Society. Um, I'm here uh, today with uh, Tom Davey. Uh, basically we're going to be going over the ideas um, behind uh, charlatans in martial arts and in self-defence. Uh, it's something that's come up a few times for me. Um, and I know for Tom and other people as well, um, we seem to have quite a few of them around. They seem to be getting more and more. Uh, so we're just going to have a discussion, general discussion about it. Are they um, an issue? Is it a big danger? Things like that. Um, just to kind of lead in as to why me and Tom might know what we're talking about. Um, if we do a quick CV of kind of who we are and um, things like that. So um, like I say, um, I'm the instructor for the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society. I've been training uh, in various different martial arts and self-defence since 1989, was my first grading to Yellow Belt in Judo. Um, I have mainly focused on self-defence for the past 10 years, uh, but before that, trained in both uh, soft and hardcore martial arts, uh, including Muay Thai, Judo, um, K-PAP and various other things. Uh, I am registered self-defense instructor uh, with a, an instructor diploma from the Self-Defense Federation All-Stars Martial Arts Association, as well as recognized instructor through the Martial Arts Association International. And I'm currently on hiatus from doing my instructorship training for uh, Tai Chi as well as uh, Filipino martial arts. So I will just let Tom give his kind of CV and then we'll get on with it. So over to you, Tom. Fair enough. Uh, pretty much very similar to you. I've uh, been training since I was about I don't know, eight uh, in various things. Uh, Nam introduced me to some judo, had an uncle who did a bit of karate, uh, you know, a bit of taekwondo, judo, jiu-jitsu, various other things over the years. Uh, I'm primarily an Aikido instructor. Wait for the laughs. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I've been training for pretty much most of my life. Uh, worked as a former doorman. Uh, formerly works at Dortmund, sorry. Uh, I also now work for uh, Stage Screen Combat uh, team up in London. I and with them, I help run uh, lessons on how to, for actors and fighters on how to fall over without hurting yourself. Uh, kind of my specialist set of skills, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, very useful, um, in my opinion. But yeah, so I've pretty much been training in some way, shape, or form in martial arts or. You know, even to a degree, some self-defense aspects for years. Um, so, yeah, not sure if I've got anything else I can add to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that covers I, it, basically. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention I did uh, um, door work as well. Both of us are... Um, uh, you're not licensed anymore, are you? I think my, my license actually runs out today. So oh. <laughs> I, need, I need to do something about that. But, yeah, both of us are... Um, uh, yeah, I did it for four years. God knows qualified. how long ago now. We're not necessarily both <laughs> licensed, but we are both qualified door supervisors yeah. as well. So we have seen that side of it as to see whether stuff actually works. Um, so, I mean, with this topic, I think the problem between between us is, so I have done a lot of the self-martial arts, um, judo, samakido, tai chi, uh, you know, but the problem is, is, you seem your side of the industry seems to have a lot more of an issue with charlatans than potentially mine because okay. i think because self-defense instructors um when they're decent self-defense instructors are 
fully prepared to just go and just hit them um, <laughs> in some way. Yeah. Um, whereas it's a lot nicer in the, in like Aikido and stuff. And you know, it's people can get away. I think with people that don't know the moves or techniques, you can get away with it a lot more because you do have to kind of flip yourself around in Aikido because you don't want to break your wrist. So people see that and they assume that's everyone. And then people move the goalpost a little bit and then they move it a bit more. And then suddenly you've got the no touch guys. Um, <laughs> and that's always put together. Like that's whenever I see stuff about no touch guys, they always seem to be, Oh, this no touch Aikido guy. It's like, but that, doesn't exist. No. Oh, just very quickly, because I forgot to do it and I realised I was about to swear there. Anybody, just to let you guys know, there will be swearing. This is unedited. So there may be swearing, there may be offensive um, language. Also, any opinions that uh, I or Tom have do not relate um, in any way to the university, the student union, or any of the associations that we are connected to or licensed by. None of that reflects on them whatsoever. They are our personal opinions. I should have got that out of the way earlier. Sorry, carry on, Tom. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah the no-touch guys. You, your side of it seems to have an issue with them a lot more than... I don't think... I don't... It's not necessarily just even the Aikido side of it. I mean, I have seen... You go on YouTube, you can find video, find video clips of karate instructors doing no-touch knockouts. It's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Muhammad, yeah, just, is that um, Muhammad Ali's old instructor, isn't it? Is it Muhammad Ali? Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, there's hun there's a, literally hundreds. Like, you look at any traditional martial art, you will find people doing bollocks, basically, just complete yeah. and utter bollocks. That annoyingly, a, a few of them have legit fighting backgrounds and have legit martial backgrounds, oh, and yeah, then just kind of go off on one doing rubbish. <laughs> Well, so like that, I think it was um, the guy in, I'm sure he instructed uh, Muhammad Ali and he, Dolman, Dolman, I can't remember his name now, but he is Dillman, just known. The electric Dillman, stun gun. Dillman, <laughs> that's it. Dillman, the guy who said when a journalist tried to try it out, the reason that he, um, it didn't work on him is because he didn't believe and he was pushing his toe down, which has got to be the best comeback against any move not working. Um, oh, my favourite one is the... That his own words were because the way to stop some of his techniques is to touch the roof of your mouth with your tongue. Yeah. How is that useful? And yet, Dillman <laughs> is, I think Dillman's like a legitimate eighth Dan karate guy. Like, what the hell? Like, he's a legitimate, very yeah, has... highly trained, legitimate karate guy. And you're going, at what point did you change your mind and just go, bollocks? Like, I don't get that. I can understand. Well, don't understand, but like if you're a lower down guy or something, you're just like, oh, well, I just want to be an expert. So I'm just going to make this shit up. But when you literally legitimately are as near to an expert as you could call someone, why the hell do you do it? It's really weird. I have I no have... idea why they do it. It <laughs> baffles me as well. It's so strange. I mean, wow. so those guys, I think those guys are probably the the like the far end of Charlotte. Oh, yeah, they, are, they are the extreme end of it. Because those ones, you can kind of those are, those guys are really easy and really quick to just kind of go. Well, look, it, it's bollocks. Hit them. I mean, you know, some of them have the balls to actually stand there and let you hit them, but it still hits them. So they're quite easy to deal with. I think the bigger issue, um, especially, I mean, I see it more in, in self-defense and worries the hell out of me, um, is when they. <sighs> They're trying to pretend that they know the stuff 
and they've got a little bit of maybe got a little bit of background they've been to a class or two and i think this is generally mma guys i think that tend to do this or people that want to be mma guys um and then suddenly you see them as oh yeah they're they're a self-defense instructor or they're a karate instructor or anything like that and you kind of go well wait a minute where's where's your lineage where's who recognizes you and it's no one or <laughs> it's that guy on ebay that sells black belts <laughs> oh him, oh, him. <laughs> he's, he's fantastic like um i've forgotten his name entirely but he he literally black belts and um bullshito called him out <laughs> yeah yeah bullshito called him out and his response was to go oh well you know come and fight me to this one guy who's in utah and he's in like somerset and he's like oh yeah come and fight me which is clearly not gonna happen and he did like a whole <laughs> he did like a whole video about how Basically, he'd been uh, an orange belt and he'd won every tournament and his sensei had eventually gone, oh, well, we don't want you entering tournaments because you're winning all of them. And it's like, I'm sorry, what the fuck are you on about? Were they tournaments <laughs> against their own students by chance? <laughs> yeah, I like, I can legitimately say even undefeated um, fighters, if they are legitimately undefeated, have still been put down in at least one tournament somewhere. Like undefeated doesn't necessarily mean undefeated. It just yeah, means, it means undefeated in your on yeah. a specific like this tournament is this tournament's being counted. This one's being counted. Right, let's go back into the the um into the actual dojo and we'll do some stuff ourselves. They're still getting knocked down. Like you're not amazing, especially when you're in orange belt. Like <laughs> you've barely started. <laughs> You've done it for what six months? I mean, you're not going to suddenly be, you know, if especially with karate, because karate you can get to an orange belt in like no time. Um, I think no, it would be about six months. Traditional martial arts is about six months, if that. Yeah, so it's it's like six, oh, seven. suddenly he's amazing. So th those guys, those guys again, they're he's a bit more worrying because people start to believe him because he's he's at least he's 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 done a small amount so. To an untrained eye, what he's doing looks right. To everybody else, you go, well, that's sloppy as shit. You've watched a lot of martial arts films. Um, but he starts to make people believe him. And then you, get, then you get guys like we have around here, which we won't name any names um, because I think that might have issue with our um, connections <laughs> yeah. to certain places. But I, we, can, we can both say that in Kent... There are absolutely complete charlatans, people that have given themselves black belts or dang grades, um, people that have, uh, you know, created their own organisations to make sure that they get that. People that have. So I, 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 was, I said to you the other day, it's someone that is relatively well known. Well, I say relative. He's very well known who um, <laughs> had on his website that he was offering self-defense um, instructorships and he was doing all this kind of self-defense as well as, um, you know, Taekwondo and all this kind of stuff. And I just thought, well, you know, I, I do self-defense. I'm always up for learning new styles. You know, what kind of self-defense are you doing? What is it? You know, I've not, I've not heard of any of the stuff coming from you guys. Um, there's only so much like stuff that actually works and then it, it doubles up, but it'd be interesting to see if, there's a movement you do that makes my life easier. So yeah, I'm always up for, no, for going along to this stuff. And I contacted them and they um, immediately, I don't know whether they checked like who I was or something, because they immediately just went, oh no, no, this isn't offered. Bear in mind, this was live on their website. 
But then it's like, oh no, this isn't offered anymore. We don't do this. Um, we we don't. We only deal with traditional martial arts now. And then like two days later, the guy who is the head of the whole thing started following um, me on Instagram on the fighting <laughs> side and just yeah. started liking. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I've, I've forgotten how long ago he started following me as well on Instagram. And I was like, has he even seen any of the posts I've put up ripping yeah. into him? <laughs> yeah. It's because, I mean, the, oh, he did it. He did a, um, uh, he did a show a few years ago where he was, was it with um, a bow staff? And he just dropped it. Halfway through. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was in, I mean, um, yeah, I know, I know exactly which one it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the worrying thing there is the organisation that he, and the, the place that he did that are a legitimate organisation. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's where it gets worrying is when they start to get themselves recognition enough that, you know, that starts to be recognised. Um, mm. But I mean, so also the other side of it is like when they get their funding, like uh, another certain person who shall not be named, especially by anyone I know, uh, <laughs> uh, got you know grants and stuff from places like Sport England. Yeah, and you know from training and whatever stuff and equipment and stuff. Uh, so to the point that he literally got grants and stuff, and then as far as you know, Sport England were concerned, he then seemed to just vanish off the face of the earth. So when like. When we went to a few other places asking for grants to go and buy mats and stuff, they went, "Are you anything to do with X person?" And we were like, "Hell no, <laughs> you have nothing to do with him," uh, because yeah. it's yeah, it's like ripped off so many places for grants and things, and then just financed his own. I think for one of them, he literally took a grant for something and then paid part of his house mortgage or something. It was disgraceful, oh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean that amuses me because I, the per, I mean we both know who you're talking about, but the, the, he yep. he literally works out at my gym, so I <laughs> I always find it funny just seeing him do anything. I'm there going, what the hell are you doing? Oh, he, <laughs> he actually goes to a gym. That impresses me. He kind uh, of, I've seen ah. him once, once there. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's um it is it's somewhat worrying. I mean, as I said at the beginning, is this just? <sighs> I mean, I can't, you can't really call it harmless uh, at any point because in some way, even if it's kind of quote-unquote harmless, it's still ripping someone off because yeah. someone who is, you know, who is paying them going, well, I, I'm clearly getting the, the best service. This guy is whoever he is, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that the one that I always... Um, notice with these guys is now i will call um you sensei when you come and help out because that is your you know, you know my feelings on that. <laughs> you're sorry you know my feelings on that i well I exactly well I that's what i was about to go on to is that when you come and do things specifically for that when you know in in that area i i you know you are higher than me um i will do it there because that's a traditional martial art for which i have trained in so that's just inbuilt to me yeah. But I've noticed with a lot of the charlatan guys that they will call themselves their titles all the fucking time. Now, me and you both have titles and neither of us use them. I've literally <laughs> said to people, like some of you listening to this will know, I will hit you with something. Uh, and for anybody that's listening to do with risk assessment, I'm not serious, but you know. Um, <laughs> if you call me by my, like, quote unquote title, because it means... Oh, cool. It just sounds nice. 
it, it just sounds oh look isn't that isn't that fancy you know the only guys that i'd be even like, though they literally what? they literally just translate to teacher <laughs> It was even worse with mine because technically yeah, yours are worse yeah <laughs> technically because it's a so for anyone that doesn't know when you get onto so the, the martial arts will generally have um sensei some of them have professor if you use a western martial art um but in in self-defense you're automatically master which just sounds like a fucking doctor who villain um so <laughs> it you is. Know, if you're if you're the head or, or, or whatever of a self-defense system you're, you're generally seen as master you are master of that self-defense and so that is your title and that's just which makes you sound so much better than you actually are um and that's not to say you know because that's the thing that we should probably point out as well is that we're not talking about um people that have a big ego we're not talking about people that have legitimate skill but just are egotistical as, as fact you know you know they'll big themselves up but they never big themselves up beyond themselves like let's say they they have a legitimate for, for my side they legitimately they were trained in a self-defense system such as prav or k-pop or something like that and that is what their background is and they pick themselves up as being oh no i'm i'm really good at this but they they are that level but they just put it with a, an egotistical spin although you kind of go oh that's a bit of a dick you don't necessarily they're not the issue because as much as they may be a dick you're still learning the right thing from them. That yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just filter it um, in the same way as, you know, if you've got a guy that's bigging themselves up for Aikido, karate, judo, whatever it is, but they really are that level. They just go on about, you know, how they were um, a, a champion, you know, 20 years ago. But they do point out the fact that it was 20 years ago, but they do point out a lot. Then it's like, well, yeah, you were a champion yeah, 20 years ago. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, we should point out that it's not those guys like guy there's plenty of guys with egos in martial arts and self-defense like a lot i think for a lot of people you kind of need it especially the mma guys because i mean you, well, you can you can just walk into some dojos and feel the ego the second you enter oh, the yeah. room yeah, so yeah. i've walked into places like that a couple of times and been like yeah no i'm just gonna go to a different place <laughs> you can you walk into a wall of just ego on the way in and you can just feel it <laughs> I've literally walked into place. Yeah, it's I've walked into somewhere and gone, yep, nope, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> At least with those places, though, like I say, you can walk into them and think, uh, but you can look in the corner and go, oh, okay, they're actually, like, that's, that's real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, those, those guys, like, we have, <laughs> we may have an issue with, but it's not a professional one. Like, no. professionally, we'd never, you would never say anything bad about those guys. You might just kind of go, oh, they've got a bit of an ego. You'd never say anything bad against them because, they're still legitimate. Still legit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, even on a, 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 an international scale, Michael J Jai White has a fucking ego to hell. However, he is a legitimate in, a, black belt in like four or five martial arts. Eight martial arts now, actually. Eight, is it? Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> I'm so eight, far behind him. He's doing he's eight martial arts. <laughs> he is a former tournament fighter. Like he's not some guy that just literally rocked up, started doing the films. He is an eight eight black belts to at least I think the lowest belt is a second dan up to sixth dan. So it's yep. you know he's 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 got the the range in them as well. And he was a tournament fighter. Like you can find footage. He is not just some guy that's turned up, got his belts, and just done nothing. Like he does know what he's talking about. But he's an ego to fuck. Like, well, uh, uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, he was yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Background in was it karate, I believe. Like, uh, yeah, 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 karate. But then I think he mixed it with the kickboxing to get it a bit more sporty. Yeah. 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 You look at him on films and think, oh yeah, cool, he's doing it for action and blah blah blah. No, he can actually do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
real. See, those, those guys have an ego because they kind of have to what they do. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it gets them work. So, like I say, those guys, that isn't who we're talking about. Those guys, you can have, um, like, in, in terms of a professional setting, you can have a lot of respect for those guys because you go, you know what? They actually do know what they're doing. They have a, They really do know what they're doing. It's the other guys that may have, and I won't necessarily mention the name, but may have married into the family for whom then give him a belt. Um, <laughs> you know, then there's, there's those guys yeah. who are literally just charlatans and they're very different. They, their ego is based on nothing. And that's where the issue happens is um, that's when it becomes charlatanism when they have an ego, but no reason to have that ego. You know, it's, it's a kind yeah. of, Oh yeah, no, we're gonna. I, I can do this. I can do that. Um, you know. And then you watch them, and they really can't. Yeah, or they can, but it's you kind of realise mm, not quite the level that you're meant to be doing that at. Um, you know, this is it's it's a worrying trend that you have. I mean, I seem to see it more and more, and especially with self defence, I've had two or three guys, um, and I don't know whether it's something that's not necessarily in England because. Um, the, the guys that I'm thinking of who were members of the Self-Defence Society, um, neither of them were English. So maybe this is something that's more in their countries. Um, actually, no. Yeah, yeah. All three of them. Actually, the three people I'm thinking of. One of them was Cypriot, one was Moroccan, and one was um, American. And they had, um, you know, they came along and started seeing the stuff that I was doing and how I was doing it and the way I was talking about it. And we're just like, well, but this isn't, you know, this it didn't fit with how they thought things worked. And you kind of go, well, yeah, but if you just do this or that way you've been shown doesn't... And you kind of see, start to see the, the cogs go around the head of like, oh, shit, I've been taught bollocks for however long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I've, I've seen um, that in my own clubs. <laughs> yeah, and you just kind of go, it's, it's worrying. I mean, I will say that the Cypriot guy hadn't been taught bollocks, but he hadn't been taught... Um, so the Cypriot guy, I can um, let on basically... He was a judo guy. His dad was a ranked judoka uh, in Europe. Um, at, at, in his peak, was ranked third in Europe. So genuine guy. He came over to England um, and went to, to try out for judo, um, the local judo place, and found it so bad that he he didn't even finish the one class. Um, and then he came along to self defence and just started seeing stuff that he'd not seen before. Um, so. There was some charlatanism potentially, I don't know, or at least not to the standard that he was expecting um, when he came along. And um, it is worrying. Like, I, I didn't necessarily know how many people there were that would were kind of just making shit up like that. Because you kind of go, well, how the hell have you not been found out? But, of course, there's so many films and there's so much shit that people can just learn a choreographed move to a point and just be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That those guys clearly my, uh, my favorite version of that is uh, me and one of the other instructors who I train with, who you know. Uh, we went to a, um, a karate club that apparently also taught Aikido. And they were doing one of the weapons, um, like one of the weapon cathars or forms. And they did it once through. And we just kind of did the way we've been taught. And then immediately clicked that their instructor, having, you know, so shown them some version of it was watching exactly what we were doing and then the second time they went through it he just went oh yeah try and follow these guys they're doing they're, they're doing pretty well and we're like yes because we've actually been taught this kata you clearly haven't 
<laughs> or we've been taught one of like I think there's six versions of it in like in the entire syllabus in this style and stuff. But there were like six versions of it, all fairly similar, and none of them was what he was doing. <laughs> God. I mean the the, the fun well, one that and the me... fact it's a karate association with an Aikido club, but it's <laughs> well I don't well <laughs> that's I mean... another lovely thing. <laughs> the fun one for me is I've had um students the one that seems to surprise all the time is when they'll say something, you know, oh, but what if I do this? What if I do this? And I will happily, you know, do one-on-one. And well, go on. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> let's just try it. Yeah. And they look at you like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you expect me to do that? Oh, well, my, my old instructor or my old sensei, never, never, he never fought one-on-one or he never did any sparring or he never did that. And I'm like, why not? Yeah. If he knows what he's doing, then he should be fully prepared to do it. Like, and even if he got like, because this idea of, I, I can't tell whether it's potentially a mix of charlatanism and old school martial arts kind of history of like, mm-hmm. you've got the person at the top who you just take their word and they're, they're kind of away from it because they don't interact in that way with their students. But at the same time, you, you should be, I was always taught, if you get, if somebody throws a punch and you hit them, the person you just hit owes you a drink because they should have fucking moved. And I think that's how I look at it is if as an instructor, you do something and it, it, it full on gets me like, let's not say clip, but you full on twat me in the face. Brilliant. How the yeah. fuck did you just do that? Cause I want to know, because clearly there's an issue with my training that I need to deal with so that we can move forward. But that's not how people assume you're going to think or, it's not how a lot of people like to put themselves on a pedestal. And then that's where we get to the more charlatanism when they're just like, well, I'm just the best. And you're like, well, okay. it kind of goes with that old um, supposedly Kung Fu Chinese proverb of the whole, the cat taught the tiger how to fight. And then, and it was really cat got turned on by the tiger and decided to fight it. So the cat climbed a tree and the tiger was like, yeah, you never taught me that. And he goes, precisely. <laughs> Which they kind of had, if you look at traditional Chinese martial arts, they kind of did that. Like a lot of the actual useful stuff was never specifically shown and taught, even in certain like Japanese styles do the same. They would show you the movements, this and that, and they'd expect you to at some point along your training figure out, oh, I'm meant to be doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be doing it and working and not just following by rote skill or whatever, you know, not just reading it as a book and going, Oh, that's it. This is clearly the ultimate part of this technique is hit them in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfortunately there is a lot of people who who do try and teach themselves like that at the moment and so many people i mean if you go on youtube jesus you can learn anything on youtube um <laughs> i mean i, 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 I have one... a i have a half and half answer that because as a fit, uh, personal trainer kind of fitness instructor i do have like online training stuff i'm working and building on for my clients because yes. everyone's indoors uh and yeah. like the whole what I teach with actors and even to a degree parts of martial arts, there are things you can learn from a video and stuff like that. Oh, to a degree. That, yeah, to a degree. That. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> the side of it where it's like um, you can learn bits and pieces or you can give yourself little hints yeah. to stuff additionally. It's when it's the it's people when you that learn an entire thing. Completely. Yeah, that's it's, the difference. It's like, right. oh, oh, that might let's try this. Oh, someone's done done some done something there. I mean, BJJ guys do it all the time because um, BJJ seems to be continually finding ways of getting out of guard. So they always post it on, and then people try it out. 
But that's the difference. They'll see it and go, oh, let's try that. And they actually try do that. it. And they actually try it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's the difference. Whereas you get some people like the guy that sells his stuff on eBay who are just like, no, no, I've learned it. I watched it all. Therefore, I am eight stand black belt in, you know, some made up martial art. And you're like, well, you're not yeah. really, are you? Because <laughs> yeah. you've done fucking nothing. I mean, I, 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 I was, okay, I was younger, but I, I did tournament fighting. I have had to, unfortunately, use stuff on the, on the street. And, you know, I've got the practical side of it as well as the time in the dojo, the time in the gym, you know, and I think that's necessary. I don't necessarily think I'm not, I don't necessarily think you have to have had a full on physical attack in the street to do it. Like some people do think, but I do think you've had to have trained properly with some resistance and actually oh, do this stuff to be, you know, when I was younger, you had to fight for your, for your belts in some martial arts, which seems to have gone away as well. Um, you know, you just have a very submissive Uki now, um, which I don't entirely like. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. <laughs> it, it's a nice teaching aid for low grades to have someone who just goes, yes. OK, yeah, I'm going to breathe on me. I'm going to fall over because yeah. you get to practice the individual movements and stuff. But having someone who like you watch, um, it's my favorite pet peeve of like certain high grade martial artists, even in things like Aikido. Where the person goes us and falls over for no real reason whatsoever, and you look at it going, yeah, they're just playing, playing the part, but they're just overselling the part as well. There's like, like, oh, I can't get up, I can't get up. It's like, well, yeah, sure you can. Put your hands down and push. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you yeah. mean you can't do a push up from that position? Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. They mean no stars of Aikido specifically. <clears throat> yeah, I mean this is. This is the thing. This is where it, it, the, the lines start to muddy, I think, with in terms of people that are charlatans. Because you, you, I think that's where you potentially start to get people who may have started on the right path. And then, and then and start then, believing their own bollocks. Yeah, they start believing <laughs> their own bullshit. And I think yeah. that, that comes with pulling away from training. I think that's where yeah. you just start. You've won, you, maybe you've won a tournament. Or, or, or you've you've got a certain grade and you start going, well, I can just look some of this stuff up. I can just do this. And you don't necessarily, then you start to pull away from doing the stuff one-on-one because, oh, well, you've got a lower grade that can help that person. You know, yeah. uh, you got, it's part of your training. You've got to help them. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Oh, and- we've, uh, one of the clubs that we've trained with before, there's an instructor there who, I'm not going to name, it's a nice enough guy, but he, at a seminar, walked over, saw one of me and the person I was training with, and he went, that's not right, and just buggered off. <laughs> but that's not Aikido, brilliant. just walked away. And I was like, okay, and what? <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So that's not Aikido. Why don't you show me what it was meant to be? You know, Didn't offer any hints or anything, just said, no, nah, that's wrong, and walked away. How yeah. is that? As a high, and he was a fairly high grade. It's like, how is that useful? There's a just train the person, especially the person I was training with. It's like it's no use to that person whatsoever to yeah. do that. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got. I think you get a lot of them. I mean, there's some taekwondo people around, um, or there were at specific universities, um, essentially where you train more than I do. Um, that may have <laughs> yeah. just been stand there and go no, and that's about it. Um, you know, when you've got when you've got grades that are brown belts who get surprised by the fact that someone um, is able to 
kick with any force. Um, just sheer surprise of like, oh, what the hell do I do now? In taekwondo, yeah, slightly worrying. Um, you know, the, the martial art that's literally known for fucking kicking. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and things like that. So it gets worrying. I, I know that one quite well, having had enough uh, taekwondo students at the clubs at certain points in time see me kick someone and go, huh. <laughs> See, it's it's like, all, it's all, I'm just doing the basics version of you know you should know this shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I have a lot of fun. I think we, we talked about this before because I have a lot of fun because I get quite a few. Um, we've got one of the guys this year that's on committee who's uh, who was taekwondo when he was younger. We've had some karate guys. Usually, get karate guys. They seem to be the the big one at the moment. Um, we've even had a couple of MMA guys, and every time we get the kicks, and then it's just like, okay, now we're going to do it this way. And they just look at you dumbfounded of like, but that's that. What, well, how the hell does that work? But because I've trained because science a long time, <laughs> and I'm using my body and you know, biomechanics and physics <laughs> by any chance. <laughs> your way literally stops your body halfway through and only uses part of your body. I'm using all of it. That's why I'm not using a lot to actually do it. Um, but they all come from kicking martial arts. You know, they're kind of going. Who the hell taught you? Like, it's it's worrying. It worries me. I mean, the one in terms of specifically self-defense, I remember having one person who, um, it was, I think when we first started off uh, with the self-defense society, when I wasn't a student at the time, I was just an instructor because much as everyone thinks I'm behind the whole society, I didn't create the society. I was an instructor and one of my students was a student at Christchurch and asked me to instruct. So I, I came from the outside and then I just went, I just decided to start learning everything again. Um, but it was in the early days uh, and yep, yep. We, had, oh, we, had, we had a big class um, come along and uh, then obviously the second week, you never get the, you know, oh, you've got to pay up now. Oh, well, I, I mean, uh, few of us are gonna leave then. So I, I emailed around everyone kind of going, oh, you know, um, have you enjoyed the first class? Um, all that kind of you know, standard stuff. And I had one of them come back to me basically going, oh, well, um, I enjoyed the first class, but the second class uh, I really didn't like because you're teaching people to fight and I think you should warn people. I was like, um, I, I think potentially what I do is not to teach you to fight, is to teach you um, short, sharp stuff. So it's not really a fight. It's more of a kind of do this and fuck off. Um, but I'm there kind of going, what, what did you expect? <laughs> like because they, they supposedly had done self-defense and actually went off and did self-defense to somebody else and i'm there thinking so what did you yeah we what, had um what was happening what you know because i mean it, it was simple stuff it was the first two weeks it's not like i was going into anything it was very simple um i think at that point it was i think we're doing chokes which is part of the self-defense federation um uh, system that I was using because I, I, I was mixing up a bit more it was the early days so I wasn't um it was you know figuring out what we were doing with the bigger groups um and we were doing chokes and that was that was it from that oh no you're teaching people to fight and I'm like well you think you're coming to paint them what the fuck did you think you were doing I mean <laughs> it's very strange yeah. it's worrying yeah. we had um we had someone at uh, one of our clubs turn up for a kid session with a child and came along and then did the session she said thank you very much for the session kind of thing and then went off in this whole random spiel about how she didn't think it was right to be you know, teaching certain things because it was all violent and stuff like it's a martial art <laughs> the thing's built out of war um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah, oh, you should be a bit, you, you could do this, that, never. And it's like, well, not really, because then you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get that a lot. And it's even funnier from my side, because with self-defense, the whole point is we're, we're meaner. We, we did, you know, martial art is still, still has the, you know, I mean, because the way I look at it is, in, martial arts have the martial law. There's a specific start, um, set of rules that are within the grounds of the syllabus of that martial art. Self-defense mm-hmm. has the rule of law, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> if if it's legal, do it. <laughs> so, Can I justify that in court? Yes, no. Exactly. <laughs> and so when people kind of go, "Oh, well, you're being really mean now," I'm like, "So what do you think was like? What the hell are you watching?" And you kind of go. And I've had discussion with so many people who are like, oh, well, I've seen this online or, yeah, but this is... And I'm like, that's worrying because I think that's where it becomes more of an issue as well is the charlatans online because it's quite And they're always mostly just online. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys that have never existed anywhere else, but, like, they're an expert. And they always seem to have the word expert. And, like, I will never, ever, no matter what grade or rank or whatever I ever get to in any martial art, I will never call myself an expert. It's not no, going to no. happen. Um, because you're just not. It's I, I've forgotten who it was that said it, that the difference between um, an expert and a normal person is practice. And that's it. That's that's literally it. They, You know, we fucked up more times than you tried you it. That's tried, the only tried. reason. Um, that's literally it. I have been put on my ass more times than I care to remember. I, I remember when I was really young, throwing a paddy at a, at a martial arts tournament because I was um, in a lower weight class than I should have been. And so I was pissed off that I was going to be out, uh, out, 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 outpower everyone and not prove myself. I went out in the first fucking round, um, you know, <laughs> because of my own ignorance and arrogance. You know, so, you know, we've mucked up way more than you could ever imagine. And that's a oh, good definitely. thing. You want yeah. an instructor that has fucked up. When you go into a place and they go, oh, no, I've never lost. I've never done anything wrong. Yeah, they're and You lying. haven't learned anything. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> either lying or their entire diploma or whatever they've got is offline <laughs> because they've certainly not ever learned it. I mean, I've, I have bits of my body that click and crunch that really shouldn't for someone of my age. And it's because I was thrown on my back since the age of four, you know. The, the mm-hmm. judo was my main martial art and you know nothing boxing may hit you hard but nothing hits as hard as the earth it's yeah, gravity kind of, and the planet kind of <laughs> exactly yeah. um slight difference yeah so it's, it's kind of worrying i've seen one i think i told you this before this one always amuses me the he, he's a supposedly a self-defense expert on youtube and his one of his ways of defending against a knife was to Grab the knife. Now, when I say grab the knife, I mean oh, an actual idiot. knife. <laughs> and like, I was, and what, what did he call it? A sacrificial cut is the way that he put it in his demonstration. I'm like, are you fucking insane? Like, and he's he presents himself. Hold on, he, let me put that somewhere safe for you in my body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, and he did, he did something else with the knife where he basically moved his body into the knife, and I'm like. So effectively, you've gone from, oh, he can stab me in, in body generally, but I've got a little bit of distance to here. Please put this in my kidney. Um, and you're just like, what the fuck? And I think this is the issue. And going back, because I go off in tangents all the time anyway, but, um, <laughs> you know, we're somewhat on top of 
but going back to the idea at the beginning of how dangerous is this? So how I mean, how dangerous would you say it is with these charlatans around? Quite dangerous, in my opinion, because people are being taught things that they think will work and that will help them in some way, shape or form. I mean, I've seen people, like, even just going back to what I do, break falling. <laughs> I've mm. seen people at clubs like judo clubs in the area. I've seen people just they don't where they just me as a potential beginner. OK, I introduced myself to the main instructor said I had a background in martial arts. He was like, okay, cool. And that, and let me on a mat. And then, but none of his instructors asked what I'd done, if I'd done anything or anything at all. And then just expected me to know how to break fall. Didn't try and teach me anything. Which for judo, um, kind of a required skill. Yeah, I'm just thinking, um, I'm not entirely sure, like if you'd done penchuk salat, whether they are necessarily that concerned about break falling. Um, <laughs> so you would have absolutely no idea. Yeah, it's, I mean, the one thing we'll point out with breakfalling, because any of you guys listening, you'll probably be there in the in the lesson um, at some point, is that um, we both um, do breakfalling. You are far more, we'll go back to the word, even though we've just said it's a bad idea, but the expert in terms of breakfalling. Um, but I know I come from a judo background, so my, the way I was always taught was basically throw yourself at the ground. Um, so, but, yeah, I mean, you've always said, um, yeah, you've always said, and we've always said it, um is are you okay are you winded are you broken like can you just get can you get back up and carry on fighting fine then you've done it right in yeah. terms of you know reality and if it was on the street or anything like that and you've had to do something are you able to continue are you injured fine then you're, you're, you're okay like it's not it's any landing kind of you can walk away from is <laughs> a good landing yeah exactly it's that yeah. thing of, it's the same with planes isn't it you know it's you know <laughs> i didn't they don't crash if it's if everyone survives. It's, it's just landing with with flames. It landed. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's that kind of interesting thing because it's um you get the, you get the differences there. Uh, but obviously yeah, if, if you're going to a judo place and all they've asked is do you, have you done any martial arts and then just assume you can break fall, given how many martial arts there are out there and. Granted, a lot of them teach breakfalling, but also a lot of them don't because there's no need. Boxing. Boxing is a martial art. I have never no, seen no. a boxing instructor ever teach someone how to how to breakfall. Never happened. The closest I've ever seen to a breakfall in any boxing thing ever was that one clip. I think I might have sent you this or shown you this ages ago. It's that one clip of an amateur boxing match where the ref breaks up the fight and one of them decides to punch the ref. And he literally does what looks like a perfect um, Ruminage via the guy's neck to him, where he has him so, he literally has rotated him so far, his feet are following his body through the air, off the floor, and then gets dumped onto the back of his head. But the ref has literally planted him there, but he's still conscious because the, the ref clearly knew what he was doing. And then kind of was like, I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> Guaranteed, the guy was never taught how the way you can see the way he hits the floor he's kind of shocked stunned and mildly winded because he's never had it done to him before or never learned to do it but it's yeah. brilliant it's got some horrible really bad um like metal over you know metal soundtrack to the clip but it's brilliant the guy just spins him around and drops him and the guy's like Ugh! like a rag doll I mean, that the end of it, he's got point. no idea what's happening that does prove the point there i mean you know, you say you've done a martial arts, and this guy may have been a very, very good boxer, but can you fall? No. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I'm still not having a broken neck is because the guy that did it to me made sure I didn't. You know, I always remember that when you were um, 
teaching everyone how to throw and you kind of go yeah but make sure they don't you know break the neck just 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 cradle <laughs> their head as they come down just yeah. <laughs> places lots of land on your head <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, we had, a, we had a big guy that did it a few years ago with us, and I threw him over my head. He was about twice my size. And I remember having to cradle his head down and just everyone being very confused, including him. Um, but he had, he, and in fact, I think he had done martial arts before as well, and he didn't know how to break fall. He had no idea. Um, so that is, that is worrying that even a, a, an established. Um, established throwing art. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, teach a basic, useful life skill, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially I, for what they do in it. Yeah, I That's mean, dangerous to start with, but yeah, the just... idea of judo not knowing how to break fall is is hilarious. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I had one of their instructors afterwards in the mid, like middle of like just mucking around, bit of a beginner low level. It was one of their black belts, kind of threw me and then told me, "It's like, yeah, you don't land like that." And I was like, uh, "Trust me, I'm pretty sure I do because I <laughs> teach people to do this on concrete for a living." Um, <laughs> uh. It's, and oh, you're going to hurt yourself. Like, I'm like, yeah, trust me, I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I remember having because I've uh, when I've done some crap. But then I'm this is the same club that didn't teach any breakfalls to a complete beginner <laughs> in their eyes. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. Oh, you're nice. You tell them you've done martial art before. I never do. I always oh, I, I, te- I taught the head instructor all of his lower grades, like his black belts, because the 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 main instructor was self to the side with an injury or something. Uh, but none of his actual other black belts had a bloody clue. I mean, I turned up with a gi. That was about it. That was I the said, only clue they had. <laughs> whenever I go to a new a new dojo or gym, I want to actually know, so I, I never say. And I mean, you know this because I did it at your gym. Um, I just turned up in tracky bottoms and a black t-shirt, I think. Yep. Um, and, I, and I didn't say anything. I think it took you about five minutes to figure out, well, you've definitely done Japanese traditional martial art before. It's something to do yeah. with. Uh, I tweaked quicker than Christoph did, but. Uh... <laughs> well, that's because you were watching me get on the mat. You watched yeah. me get on the mat. I so watched I you on... step on the mat and Ray, and I was like, right, he's done something. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was the first one on the mat, wasn't I? So I raid and then and immediately and let then let the next person on. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, which you shouldn't know to do if the person's there. Yeah. Um, the you know, they just kind of saunter on. It's like, okay, we'll teach you a bit of etiquette first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyone listening? Um, the etiquette is not really there for the um for the self defence so much. We're just nice to each other. Um, yeah. traditional martial arts, especially Japanese martial arts, have a lot of etiquette around them. I went to a very traditional. Um, my my first club and my club up until I was about sixteen was a very traditional um uh, uh budo uh club. Actually, it's the recognised um uh Japanese. It's the recognised English. Um, component of a Japanese house, so that's why I give away stuff to people that are paying attention because um, <laughs> I can't help it, it's built in. So, anyone listening to, um, that I talk about muscle memory to anyone, that's what I'm talking about. It's when you don't realize you're doing it and you just do yeah. it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm always like that. I, I always want to go and see because I, I always kind of think if I tell someone immediately oh, I've done something before. Uh, yeah, I feel like they might be going. Oh well, we might want to be a bit different with this person, or let's yep, yep. let's teach the stuff that we know we can do right. And I think you can kind of hide your charlatanism a little bit that way because yep. you know, like I say, if you're if you're only actually in reality a green belt in a in a martial art, then you just you just go over the really limited stuff at the beginning. Or if you've done a couple of classes of I don't know, krav, 
then, oh, well, let's just do this little bit at the beginning. And you can kind of hide it a little bit to someone that knows anything. Not for very long, but you can at Not least, long, but yeah. you can you can hide it to a, to a, a small degree. Um, but it is, it, it gets, like I say, it, it does get very harmful, I think. It can be really dangerous because, like you say, they're being taught stuff they think is going to work. Now, one thing I would say is if anyone out there listening to this ever thinks that the exact, the exact way that either me, Tom, um, I'm trying to think of some decent instructors nearby. The rest of the guys at your club, um, yeah. any of the guys coming from from mine, um, uh, the guys, the um, long sword guys <laughs> up in London, or the you know the the legitimate yeah. guys. Um, it's never going to happen exactly like that. It is never going to happen exactly like that. And we will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the other one to to, to listen out for. Because if they tell you, oh, this is how you do this, and don't give you the follow up of you know but actually it won't work like this, then they're talking yeah. shit. You know, there yeah. will always be a time where I may say when you're it's done doing this way work. and only this way, there is no other option but yeah. to do it this way. My yeah. way or highway, box, yeah, exactly. leave, just leave. Because people, um, you know, people have knives that they just go, yeah. Um, so sorry I didn't mention at the beginning just because I keep mentioning knives. I'm also, um, although I'm not entirely sure where I stand with this one, but I'm a... Um, instructor for Knives and Edge Weapons Awareness Program. Now, um, technically, my instructorship, because it's a year-long instructorship, my instructorship ended during lockdown. But of course, I couldn't do my renewal because of lockdown. So I think I'm still recognised. But that's why I talk about the knife stuff as well, because I am um, a, a national instructor for Knives and Edge Weapons Awareness. So I do find a lot of this stuff funny. Um, yeah, but, I, uh, I, occasionally I occasionally bring it up because I've trained, you know, sword work and. Yes, well, definitely training sword work, but I've trained, you know, actual sword arts before. So it's kind of like, yeah, don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. Places not to put it in your own body. Uh, but oh. yeah, so, but I, I will always preface anything I teach with any form of weapon is, I'm not an expert in this. Don't take my word for it. If you can, get out of there first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's. I always prefix what I say about. Um... Running or anything like that is... Hope first. they don't run quicker. <laughs> yeah, so do something first so that they're on their ass because, you know, if if I attack you, I'm a, I'm a marathon runner, I will catch you. Because <laughs> I don't care how yeah. fast you are, I'll run for longer. So you've, just got, you've got to be careful about things like that. But the, these are little things that you should be told. And I think that's the, the big thing is there's little indicators from when you join a new club or a new dojo or a new gym or whatever it is, if the first few things your instructor says to you when you start off is, uh, it isn't like um, you don't want to fight. This is the last resort. Um, this stuff won't work exactly as it is. And things along those lines, I think there's an issue because we all know that this stuff doesn't happen like that. Your best mm -hmm. move is to just not fight. Um, you don't want to be anywhere near a weapon. You know, that's it, it's don't up. bring a weapon yourself. Oh, yeah, for the love of God, don't bring a weapon yourself. Never have a weapon on you. Realize that people can have weapons, you know, you can get them that go into your wallet, but um, so you should be aware that those things exist, but never carry them yourself. You're far, I think it's, it's, it's several times more likely to get stabbed or get shot if you're carrying that weapon yourself because they tend to use it on you, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, 
there's, there's, there's one from an American um, show that does that, actually, where they kind of go, oh, well, I've got a gun, so I'll shoot you. And he goes, no, what happens is, and just hits her hand and grabs the gun and goes, now, what happens is this. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so that's the reality of it. So don't ever bring a weapon yourself. But, you yeah. know, you should be, your instructors should always be giving you that kind of grain of salt. You know, they should know what they're doing and they should be practiced and trained in it and be confident in it themselves. There is, so there is a confidence there, but they should also be saying that, guys, at the end of the day, this is not going to go like it is in um, the dojo, in the gym. That's why we practice. That's why we train. That's why we try and do, oh, here's a little bit more resistance. Oh, this is what happens if they want to do this. And that's why I'll always throw myself in. If somebody says, you know, what if I do this? Cool. Let's go for it. Because yep, yep. you've got to see it. You've got to see it. You can't just trust someone. I mean, the amount of times we go back to that, you know, shall not be named um, uh, Taekwondo guy, um, who literally, when I questioned something, just went, well, you've just got to believe me. What the fuck is that? <laughs> You're supposedly a fifth down black belt. No, I'm not just going to believe you. Show me. You know, <laughs> you can do this, supposedly, so show me. Um, and it is, it, it does get dangerous. Charlatanism does get dangerous, and I think we, we've got a lot of them around here. I mean... So the well, point, like, you go to any of our classes and any of the weapons that we do, like, again, traditional Japanese martial arts, swords, spears, knives, various other things like that. Anytime we touch one of those, guys, we will go, right, we are not teaching you how to be experts in this. We are teaching hundreds of year old techniques from when someone was wearing armor. This is not modern self-defense against this weapon. Don't think it is. But then we have both stood and watched a certain demonstration outside of in town of a certain instructor who literally came up on a microphone and said right we're now teaching knife defense uh uh it was it was that <laughs> we, we talked about it before and it was that worrying bit where i think you were more critiquing it for most of it because it was your background one and then i was critiquing it yeah in time and i just but... went oh for fuck's sake when he picked up the knife <laughs> i was like okay what <laughs> just yeah just what the hell are you doing yeah, no, yeah, that's that's just not gonna work. And he clearly mm -hmm. hadn't told he hadn't told any of student any of the students what the hell was going on either. They were just oh yeah, the, the entire demo they were doing had not been set or rehearsed or anything. He just clearly got one person and said, right, we're gonna do a couple of things. Just try and stab me like this. Yeah. <laughs> and on two of them, he missed and got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, I think there was one that if somebody was going incredibly slowly may have worked but if that had been coming off of center line in any way shape or form he would have just got stabbed um, yep. or slashed more likely uh it's it is <laughs> just hilarious to me um you know this is why when we do um the conflict resolution stuff with the society uh, you know where it's just it's not about you know raising hands it's about de-escalating things we don't just start shouting at each other. We're just going, oh, well, we all know how to deal with this. I bring in a, um, a current 30-year um, vet door worker who has literally had to hold someone's guts in effectively after they've been slashed open um, at chemistry in Canterbury. And, you know, this guy's seen a lot of stuff. He's next biker. I bring in these kinds of people because they're not going to bullshit you. And that's yep, why yep. we... That's why we want them there because you ask them a question, they're going to tell you straight up, no, 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 this isn't, that's not what happens. Like, you, you the born identity may look fun, 
but eh, it's not going to happen. I mean, I was just Never saw a video happen. actually. It's really Scott lovely Adkins. choreography, but bollocks. <laughs> well, Scott Adkins was happening to go because Scott Adkins obviously was in um, Born Ultimatum. Anyone that doesn't know, Scott Adkins is, um, you've got some connection to him through other people. You don't know him directly, but you've got some connection. Yeah, I don't Scott know, but I know people who have been in films with him have yeah, been hit, punched and kicked well by him. <laughs> yeah, he's a very well-known martial artist and actor and stunt performer and everything else. Um, he also did uh, gymnastics as a kid, so he does flippy stuff that me and Tom just can't. Especially yeah. me. because I would like, love to know how to do that for work, but for... Oh. <laughs> Actual use, no. The Boyka kick, which has no power, but fuck it, it looks great. Looks um, awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, even he said about the the um, the Bourne films, is the choreography for it, uh, as opposed to reality, just doesn't make sense. Because mm -hmm. they switch from one side to the other, they move around, and actually you can't, can't see any technique. Even though he knows there's some there, because he literally did a scene with... Um, you know, with Matt Damon as Bourne. And so he knows that, and he actually said that Matt Damon was actually pretty good and he, he did follow choreography quite well, but the film doesn't show you anything. So he, he, that's that was the issue as well, that he was saying that even yeah, when yeah. you kind of get it, you get nothing out of it. Um, and he talked about Ip, Ip Man as well and the reality of it, because of course he worked on Ip Man 4 as the bad guy, um, but was talking about in Ip Man where he just goes, I want to fight 10 of them. He's like, no, you don't. You don't want to fight <laughs> ten of them. You, yeah. At most, at most, two or three, and you don't really want to. You don't really want to fight them. You have to fight them. It's like ten guys is not what you want to come up against because they're not just pretending to be drunk in the background. In reality, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've got so many guys now that that learn everything from the Born Identity, the Ip Man films, the whatever it is, and that's just what they've come to think of it and you know these kind of guys then you know put some mats down outside of uh popular high street store stores and <laughs> yeah. it's it is incredibly worrying um yeah, so, yeah. one thing about demos there was always mats for some of these things and they go yeah cool great um what about when the mats aren't there <laughs> oh yeah no i've had two or three people that didn't want to come back after coming once to self-defense of like if you don't have mats someone might get hurt <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you thought you were signing up to when you when it said self-defense because yeah there's no mats in real life um you're not doing this for a grading you're not doing this for you know you're not dressing up in a gi or anything to do this this is you know we train in what you wear not slapping right. the floor any of that bollocks yeah no <laughs> you know if you i always love the kind of the um, and I love the honesty. Actually, it was a Scott Adkins video of um, BJJ guys that always go, "Oh, you can just go to ground." It's like, yeah, you've got to be able to control it to get to ground. And if you can't, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna hit the ground only when you get really fucking hit, <laughs> and then mm -hmm. it's a problem. Uh, so you've got you've got to toughen up. I'm sorry, it's old school, but you've got to toughen the fuck up. I, I see. Like I, I said at the beginning, I my first grading was you know 31 years ago, 1989. Um, for anyone trying to figure out my age out there, um, this was this was still before the time at which um, English parents realised that effectively what it was was abuse. Um, so, you know, they were yep, still yep. teaching you in an Asian way of, and I don't mean that in a in a racial or anything, but there, there's a, a specific harshness to the traditional martial arts, and these were um, Asian martial arts that I was learning. And there is a harsh way of doing it 
and that was still being taught. It is still taught now in the traditional countries that they come from. Um, the same as if you go to certain boxing places. Hell, if you go to certain boxing gyms in Mexico, fuck it, in Scotland, where you've got the old school guys, they don't muck about either. But I remember, you know, it was, you just toughen up. You just get used to it. Uh, and Like my taekwondo instructor was like, you know, oh, a couple of weeks into it, you can't do the splits here, and pushed you into them. Yes, yeah, I'll get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was. You were crying your eyes out as an eight-year-old child, going ah, but yeah. You then once you got used to the feeling of it, you were like, actually, this doesn't actually hurt because no. you're so bloody bouncy and your body's oh, yeah. still forming. So it's like, yeah, cool. The, the Shaolin monk approach: get them young enough, you can abuse oh, abuse yeah. their body so much that it doesn't matter when they're older. No, which I mean, is when they stopped taking people at was it fifteen? <laughs> yeah, with a confusion on everyone's face because. So those of you that don't know and haven't been to classes, I am a broad-shouldered, six-foot-two guy. I can jump into the splits if I really want to. That's all because of this when I was four. Okay, it's it's just what it's how you treat it. Well, it's, it was how you treated back then. Um, yeah, I think yeah. the mid '90s, they suddenly went, "Wait, what are you doing to our kids?" Um, and it kind of changed. Yeah, um, mid to late '90s, the health and safety kind of went. Hold on, what? <laughs> yeah, what, what are you doing? Um, which would be interesting when in, in about 20 years' time when the new generation of martial artists start doing MMA. It'd be quite interesting. Um, <laughs> the guys that haven't really been here. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you, I've, I've got that kind of attitude with the, um, the harshness of it. So I'm, I'm used to it being a hard floor. So it's, it is interesting when you get these guys to do the demonstrations, but they've got 50 types of padding on and the floor's padded and everything like that. So it's like, yeah, it works. It'll, it'll work like this. Now, it's not really working like that. If we took everything away, it really wouldn't work like that. Um, it's, it'd work it'd once. It'd work, <laughs> it'd work once. You know, you have stopped their knife with your arm. Uh, you do. You have disarmed them because it's lodged yep. in in your uh, in your uh, humerus. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I mean, so would you say? Let's look at Kent anyway. Are okay. there more charlatans or more? more real martial arts and self-defense clubs or individuals out there at the moment oh and kent uh i'm now literally counting on my fingers how many people i know who can do what they know and mm. do teach properly and um i think it just about comes up slightly more people who aren't charlatans but it's a very very close match yeah which is worrying very close <laughs> it's almost it's almost a one-to-one -one ratio of bollocks and actual has the training and know what they're talking about and yeah. can do this stuff yeah it's almost I mean, a one-to-one -one. it's it's not hard to check up on us guys like if you if you want to like if you want to know so i've like i said at the beginning i've, I've put on um i've put on hold my training my instructorship training so that i will become um, an instructor for Tai Chi and um, instructor uh, guru, which is just such a fancy sounding <laughs> word um, for um, Filipino martial arts. But it doesn't take long to just kind of go, oh, well, what's your lineage? For, for martial arts like that specifically, Tai Chi, um, you know, Filipino oh, martial oh, arts, tai <laughs> those two, if, you, if the guy that you're going to can't in two seconds go, this is my lineage, they're bollocks it's not true yep. it's just it's from some fucking magazine it's not real i can go to my lineage 
I, I literally have the lineage. I from from um, my FMA from my Filipino martial arts lineage is actually very close. You know, the the I will I'm I'm kind of third generation. So it's, my my FMA um, is actually very is actually very close. Um, I'm very very lucky like that. Um, you know, and the guy, um, the grandmaster is a guy called um, um, Abner Passa. You know, it's it's not hard to kind of go. Oh, so where's that? That's an Indian. It's not that difficult um, if yeah, you're going yeah. to a martial art to find that. Um, similarly with self-defense, all you've got to do is go. Well, what kind of things have you been taught, or what what you know, what background? Who was this? Who taught you this bit? Or what about this bit? You know, and I can point to that. I can say, you know, my my self-defense instructor diploma, the thing that is very specifically. Um, before I did anything else, you know, this is to show that you can teach. Because obviously, even even in the martial arts, you still technically need to get your coaching certificate to be able to coach it. So, my, so the same kind of certificate. So my, my certificate that says I am a self-defense instructor is from the Self-Defense Federation All-Stars Martial Arts Association. It's from them. <laughs> so it's, I'm, I, kind I, of have, I kind of have a two-way look at that because when I did my coaching course, um, a certain who shall not be named Aikido person, uh, was actually part there, there as part of the program. But what level was he at that point? Oh, he was, apparently he is actually on paper um, with one association, I don't know if they're still running, um, a coach instructor. So he teaches the people to teach the coaching course. That'd be the one that he created, yes? Uh, no, this was a different association. He was actually... Yeah, um, I'm not also not going to name because there are a few people in that association who kind of do have backgrounds in stuff and know what they're doing and those things. It's like they just unfortunately happen to have him in the association doing stuff, <laughs> and he had somehow weaselled his way into doing a course that got him like the highest level he could get in coaching of whatever. Or like, yeah, yeah, I know someone who did their coaching course with him. Yeah, uh, he just turned up as an extra set of hands on us, and then, funny enough, he left before um, it was me and a couple of other of the instructors in the area did our bits because uh, he kind of was a complete dick to one of our a friend of ours and who was also a student at the same club I'm at. And um, yeah, he kind of vanished after lunch because he probably thought we were going to lynch him if we saw him again <laughs> because he was he was he was just a distraction. But yeah, I know someone who did their coaching certificate under him. And the guy, and he's, he turned around and was like, okay, he did a slide on the thing that projected it and said mandatory. And he goes, oh, you don't need to know that and skipped over it. Ah, fucking hell. Okay, well, I mean, that is worrying. <laughs> I would generally say that if it's the legitimate organization, yeah. nine times out of 10. Nine times out of 10. That, then be, that's, that's a good yeah. sign. It's a yeah. good sign if you've got the legitimate, you know. Um, so, I mean, some the biggest problem, of course, is that there's no... At least in England, there is no um, uh, overall arching kind of. This is martial arts. Here's your yeah, certificates. Yeah. You have your individual associations. You know you're recognised by um, the the higher ones in your association. I'm recognised by the higher ones in my association. Um, and so it's not like I can't say it was. Russia. There was um, there was a course being. I think it was like Skills England or someone that were looking at doing a generic one for martial arts and sports in general as a so coaching thing. But yeah, it's 
it was a bit weird, but it was like that the BAA were looking at adopting it as their next form of doing. Okay, so you are actually qualified to teach as as in like actually teaching, like you know how to properly teach. Actually teaching, yeah. I mean that would yeah. be good. That would weasel out. I mean, I think in in England that would weasel out a lot of. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what who it was or what the bloody thing was called now, um, but I remember that. Um, yeah, it was like one of uh, one of the people from the national team, the national squad, like former coach for that for them was the one who was going. Oh, look at doing this this course because we're looking at changing to them. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> and it's like. It's it's interesting. I mean, if you look at Russia, I think they're the only. I'm sure they are the only ones, but Russia have their own national. Um, it's government led thing, and you, you become a master of sport. That's that's their coaching for martial arts. So mm. You're that's so. For instance, my um, my judo uh, sensei, and he was also my first aikido sensei. He he is um, he got his seventh dan and sixth dan respectively from um a rush he, he trained in in russia for a lot of the stuff um and it was the guy that gave it to him it was a master of sport which is their kind of that that's their yeah they are stamp, a, of, stamp of approval yeah it's like this is the government bang that's it obviously you've still got charlatans in russia you've still got the no touch i think the, the yellow belt or whatever the hell they call themselves i think they're in russia but they're not recognized they're not masters of sport then they're they're only outliers so they're easy to recognize. So it mm-hmm. would be good if you had something like that here because it would be very quick to just go, have you got this? No, fuck off then. And that would end it. It wouldn't be like, a, yeah. well, now I need to check on the organization and things like that. I mean, but I think lineage and checking the organizations can help. Um, yep. Can help. C- certainly lineage in um, a specific, especially old school, You know, like I said, Tai Chi, FMA, um, Wing Chun, things like that. You can very quickly find out lineage because... They're kept very tight. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not something you just wander into off of a YouTube clip. Um, so they, they tend to be quite good to be able to recognise it. Self-defence can get a bit iffier because, of course, self-defence starts to bring in um, ex-army guys a lot um, who legitimately have, have you know, stuff behind them, but they have, you know, army qualifications and certificates and then do they work in civilian life and you you can get a bit dodgier but then you do have things like the self-defense federation all stars martial arts association you do have um martial arts association international you do have those people so you can still look at it so i think definitely if you're ever looking at doing any kind of martial arts self-defense anything you've got to check on the person first the big sign like i said the big signs of them being a charlatan is um them just saying they're amazing from the start um uh, and them not being able to not wanting to train with you no not being willing to do anything with you um and and things like that they're, they're big kind of and they you know they're undefeated and all that kind of bullshit they're, they're big indicators um but you've they got have a, they have a big red flag i'd say going back to lineage is yeah. uh, if they if they themselves constantly bring up and name drop people mm who are supposedly well-known in, in lineages and stuff. I mean, I can literally trace back my roots through Aikido to the guy who created it through one way in six steps. Yeah. However, through training along with you know, Phil and various other people in Daitaru, we can trace our lineage back to the guy who taught the guy who created Aikido in about three or four. Yeah. Do I ever bring... If you ask me, if you go to any of my clubs, that I will never bring it up. 
Yeah. It's, I can, I can, if you ask, I can tell you, and I will name the people who trained me and stuff and that. But I won't, in, you know, go. Oh, I was trained by this person and this person, this person. And this is this is one of the things that a lot of charlatans do. They will bombard you and name drop so many people. Oh yeah. They will try and confuse you out of ever asking, or they'll try and wow you that you trained under all these great people. That, yeah. But I mean, then like, you go and look it up and go, well, actually, that's rubbish. Or they who, who are they? Yeah. Worse. yeah. <laughs> who are they? Or in some cases, even worse, they'll make up some specific clan or like something. Frank Jukes, the yeah. guy from Bloodsport, Frank Jukes, who just made someone up. The guy just yeah. made up a guy and then that was it. I mean, so, I mean, I obviously I, I name dropped there, but I was trying to make a point. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you don't do that. I've been um, I've seen you. No, yeah, you've been, you don't just go, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I've trained. Yeah, exactly. Things. And you can't, you do. Go I trained under Grandmaster Ip Man. Bollocks. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the amount of people, I have literally been to a club where they did that. They, they, they literally, <laughs> said, he started it off because it was a class of all newbies and he started it off by, by, um, he spent about 10 minutes tracing himself back to it, man. And you're like, going, well, I'm not going to be here for long. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you, yeah, you do get those guys that do it. And like I say, Frank Duke. So anyone that's ever seen the film Bloodsport, um, it's made the fuck up. If, if you didn't realise beforehand, um, all that stuff on the screen about how he was this, that, never, it's bollocks. The guy never went AWOL. He never had this. He never trained anyone. There was not some special um, committee. Also, that favourite thing of mine as well, kumite just means fucking, um, is it match or, or, or fight? It's one of those. It doesn't actually, it's not some special fight. word. No, no, it's match, it's match, I think. It's or, match, it's match. I it's something like match, because I think yeah. uh, kidding is fight. Because it's the same the whole film cycling. Is them going, <laughs> yeah, it's the whole film is them going, ah, we're going to the kumite. And you're like, yeah? What the fuck does that mean to me? <laughs> No, I think it's like it's match or it's like spar or it's yeah something something kind of off random like that. It's yeah, and <laughs> he just he just made up everything. It was hilarious. What worried me more is that he managed to make it up to a person, and that's when it gets worrying. Is he managed to make it up to a point where Jean Claude Van Damme, who, despite what people think of him, and he may be an ass, is a legitimate martial artist and yeah. was yeah. a member of a of a world um, world cup winning team for kickboxing. Like. The guy is really like he has got skill. At least he did in his younger days. Even he got drawn in. Maybe he complained when he was on the film. Either way, maybe he said, "Well, this is bollocks, but it's a paycheck." I don't know. Um, but you had Bolo Young in that film as well, who again, yeah, yeah. amazing martial arts. So he's worrying when things like that happen. But you know, they just didn't see the red flag, or they needed a paycheck. Um, but yeah, the things with the lineage is if you ask them and they can give you their lineage, great. If they simply bring up if their link, really, it's as a scroll. <laughs> without you preempting it, they just go, "Well, it's this." Then you've got to be like, eh, why, "Why did you need to say that?" Because you, the suggestion that you bring it up without being asked is that you know you're about to talk bollocks, and you want to make it look as if the person that taught you was talking the same bollocks. Um, and that's that's the worrying thing. Um, I think charlatanism could be an issue. I mean, when I think about, I think for. I'm trying to think back of because I asked you the question as well about um, how many charlatans there are. In terms of self-defense, specifically, not martial arts, but self-defense in Kent, I think it starts to go the other way. I really do. Oh, yeah. um, and that, unfortunately, I think ends up being because you have martial artists that are unwitting. I, I think. A fair few of the people who I counted on my list of as complete charlatans in the martial arts side of it 
also seem to suddenly be teaching self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? When did you learn that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you know, I, I, I didn't see you at that course. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, they've, they always, and it's this weird thing, especially in karate, I found, the karate, they just accept it that, oh, well, you're black bone karate. Oh, so you do self-defense? No, mm. that's not the same thing. That's no. really not the same thing. We've had this discussion before in, in the pub. So that anyone's listening to this that was in this discussion from the society, where we said if it's on the mats and it's traditional stuff, although I'm very, you know, respectively trained in certain things, you have the advantage um, because you are very much you teach um, certain things that make it easier for you on the mats to probably win. If it was yep. on the streets, yep. it's a completely different story. <laughs> I win because I, there, I have a lot more of, I have a lot more arsenal that doesn't make it onto the mats. Um, yep. You know, when I've, when I've done boxing before, I can't use the way I move in boxing gloves because it, it changes everything about my movement. Um, so I can still, you know, swing a, a great hit, and I, you know, I can just still punch them, but I can't do anything. I, I've got no movement because everything's been changed. Uh, so they are very different. People always try and clump them together. I always try and get away from this, but people always do clump them together. And I think some charlatans, and it, when we talk about it this way, I think charlatans might be a harsher word, but I think some charlatans in self-defense become unwitting charlatans, where they may be very good martial artists, but because of the way that things have moved in the industry, it's, it makes it far more sexy to say that you're a self-defense instructor. Um, oh. And so they're just like, well, I'm a self-defense instructor. And they just kind of go along with that. And you're like, well, but, but you're not. You, you just, you're you a martial arts instructor. You're a martial arts instructor. You're like, in, in your specific field, you're, you're, you're good. You know, stick in your own lane. I think that's where it becomes more of a, like I say, unwitting shots. And I've got to think of a better word, but they're, you know, because they're not, well, I, I would I will give them the benefit of the doubt of they're not trying to rip people off, but at the same time they are by virtue of the fact that they're teaching a martial art as a self-defense. Now, don't get me wrong, everything I teach has got some background in martial arts. It has. Um, having read I mean, having read your manual, yes. <laughs> I mean, you've read, yeah, you've read you've read level level one for for um, ARD. So those of you that aren't aware, I I teach in two forms of self-defense. One is SDF self-defense, um, and one of them is ARD self-defense, um, both recognized by different things. But, um, and yeah, you've read the thing. It, it has its background in martial arts because that's where I have my background. It's not like I was four years old and went to a self-defense class. I went to a judo class at four years old. And then it's a mix of that, uh, you know, being on the streets and things like that that leads into other things. And then, you know, for me, it all kicked off because one of my mates asked me to show them something. And then I kind of went, oh, well, Maybe I should go and do a course this way, or maybe I should move this in, and it and it, it develops. I think self defence needs to be regulated a bit better, but it does. It is starting to to get there, but it, it does come together a lot. I think decent a decent self defence instructors tend to fall into it rather than move into it. You know, yeah. none of us necessarily meant to start teaching self defence. We just kind of found one of our mates was drunk and asked how they could not get beaten up. Um, and, you know, it's that kind of thing. But so you do have people that try and move out of their lane and it's it gets worrying because in the same way, people seem to think that self-defense isn't its own discipline. Now, although it can have many different guises, it is its own discipline, the way that it works. 
And so when you get people just going, oh, well, I do karate, therefore I'm, I'm a self-defense instructor, you wouldn't be a karate guy and go to a Muay Thai class and go, well, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm now your instructor, because you just wouldn't... No You'd say would... that. you say that. <laughs> oh, God. Right, okay. Uh, my instructor received an email years ago um, from a guy who was, I think it was a Tai Chi background, uh, mm. supposedly. I can't remember what it was, but he basically emailed in going, oh, yeah, I'm a grandmaster in blah, blah, blah. That was flag number one. He used the word grandmaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he literally list, started reeling and listing up all his reasons. Oh, would my grades be accepted as? I'm like, yeah, sure. You're still wearing a bloody white belt when you come on the mat. Because, <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah, you're a master in that, but it's a bloody Aikido club. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, some, some of the stuff, you can get conversions and you get certain instructorships, but it doesn't, it's still, you don't, you don't, you don't come onto the mats and are immediately that. You know, you still fucking no, earn no. it. Yeah, it's... So if I go and cross-train, even in other styles of Aikido, I bring, I'd usually bring a white belt if I have any in stock <laughs> to wear because yeah. I'm not trained in that style or system. Mm. I, yeah. It's the same, same martial art. Techniques will probably be very much similar to what I know, but I will just... Usually, if I can find one, if I have any in stock, because most of mine are given to my students... <laughs> Um, I'll chuck a white belt on, or I will turn up with uh, a gi and no belt. Yeah, because I'm not a black belt in that specific style. Yeah, I mean, my favourite one is uh, I did jujitsu a few years ago, and we had an MMA guy um, who turned up in a black gi with no. a black belt on, and you're there kind of going, right? What's your martial art background? I'm um, MMA. There's a few issues with you wearing a fucking gi for a start. Um, a gi, two you with a belt. So, what that, and he had no control whatsoever. He had absolutely no control. Um, luckily, he used most force on me and not one of the smaller guys because otherwise he'd have broken them. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you do get people are pulled into their own bullshit with things like that, even students. And that, that's where it becomes dangerous as well, is because you have students that start to believe the bullshit and then they go to another club and then stuff happens and it, it perpetuates even worse because it becomes very cultish. You know, oh, yeah, I mean, my, it's this. very, very cultish. You know, you, you get you look at most of videos of clips of these people doing it and you can very easily see the ones who have clearly drunk Kool-Aid, even though yeah. I know that reference is a completely inaccurate reference. Uh, you know it just it's a nice sounding reference yes. <laughs> um, but yeah you can clearly see the ones who have literally been going oh and drinking up every single bit of their grand sifu master wizard whatever um <laughs> and going, oh yes this is really so cool and then you can look at the ones who have literally stepped in there and they're going huh what yeah. it is <laughs> but, yeah it's really quite interesting with things like that it's um I mean, my, my favourite one is I had, this is years ago now, but um, you know Barry Felon, don't you? Yeah. 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 So anyone, any, anyone listening, I will um, explain who Barry Felon is in a minute. But I was talking about him because I hadn't met Barry at this point. This was years and years ago. I think I was relatively new to Canterbury. Um, so I was just talking to some people and, you know, some people just started talking shit. They were supposedly Wing Chun instructors. Oh, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know this, that and the other. Now, for anyone listening, Barry <laughs> Fellon is a multiple-time world champion in um, um, sword form and various other forms 
of Tai Chi. He's um, British champion, British champion, uh, 2016, I think. Um, he's 14, 16, I can't remember. 14, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he's legitimately world champion. He was a member or still is a member of the international English team for 20 years. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. you know, you get people that just go, oh, yeah, but that's bullshit. And unfortunately, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't Chinese martial arts trend at all at the time. Um, and you just kind of, oh, right, okay. And that is what happens. You get people who have been told by someone, oh, well, they don't, yeah. Because it was, I think the guy that was talking to me was like, oh, yeah, but my master or whatever is better. And like, okay. And mm -hmm. you then you start going. And I will say, and I'm sorry, Barry, if you listen to this, but you will, you will find that the people who tend to be better martial artists also tend to have the shitter website. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's very, it, but it literally does Sorry, do Barry, that. You still have two active websites. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, mine literally looks good for one one reason. I used Wix. <laughs> I didn't design it myself. Ah, templates. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, that's I mean, how, that's, that's yeah. Barry, Barry's a classic example. Though, like I looked around for. I mean, there are like within walking distance of where i lived at the time there were like two places teaching kung fu but i look, just looked around and just did a bit of basic two minute google research on who these people were and then realized and found barry's club as a website it was also in kent mm. and looked it up and was like oh cool that sounds cool and training and then looked him up and i was like yeah hey he, I, i'm gonna tra train him with him yeah yeah I, I trained for in total like maybe six seven months on and off because I was, you know, between teaching at the uni and work and various other things, I've like life got in the way, as it always does. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, was, like, I trained with him and I trained with you know, a couple, I think uh, was it, two of his black belts had been out to train in China yeah. <laughs> as well. They got and trained with the Shaolin monks and various other things and what they did in various styles and then came back and were like, yeah, cool, this is what we were shown in when we were out there. And he's like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I chose him, even though he was in based in canterbury yeah which is like an almost an hour away by transport for me in fact well no it was over an hour away by transport because he wasn't in canterbury he was outside yeah. canterbury when i looked it up um, Academy, uh he's moved now but it used to be on the outskirts of asda didn't it like up near Sturry. oh this is before that this is when he was at um, beaksbourne oh jesus <laughs> right okay <laughs> so i had to get the can so i get a bus to canterbury and then get the bus from canterbury to deal and get off and walk to his club so it was over an hour's transport for me to get there. And yeah, so it, initially, because even Christoph went and trained with him. So I used to bum a lift with Christoph and just get driven there. Uh, and yeah, we both enjoyed it until Christoph broke himself. The evening we'd do, we done our, um, our first grading in Kung Fu and got our white grade, our white sash. Uh, yeah. Walked his dog and broke his leg, broke his foot. But, you know, um, yeah. I was I was purposely going an hour out of my way to train with someone. Yeah, I lived about ten minutes away from someone who was also teaching inverted commas kung fu. Yeah, <laughs> for a reason because I looked up some of the people who were teaching it and I was like, yeah, I've, no, I've never heard of this. You know, I've got no background in it at the time. I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I can find nothing about you anywhere other than your own website. Yeah, I mean, there's that thing. Barry about... picked him up, found him on multiple websites. Yeah, well, yeah, you find him in a lot of martial arts magazines as well. Of going, who the fuck is this English guy that's beating all the Chinese? Um, have, you seen, have, have you seen the Blitz website and Blitz magazines recently? He's uh, on some of them modelling the um, <laughs> the kung fu stuff. <laughs> oh Jesus! 
I bet he's got a nice kickback for that. I'll have to, I'll have to um, ask him how he got that deal. Um, <laughs> I'll do some flashy kicks for them if they want to kick me out. That's great. Oh, he's, he's not even doing flashy stuff. He's just like just in a stance in just their, the Blitz uniform for Kung Fu, Tai Chi, or whatever it is. And so, yeah, fair enough. If it's a paid gig, cool. Or if it's even a gig for just free shit from Blitz, I'm up for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, anyone that doesn't know, Blitz are kind of the, the, the standard for all the gear. You, you yeah, much most martial gear. arts it, clubs get get stuff yeah. from Blitz. Blitz and uh, RDF. RDF, but Blitz Blitz are kind of standard. RDF are the ones. It's a bit like Coke and Pepsi. Um, <laughs> RDF, RDF are kind of the MMA guys that want to break into the best of us. Blitz have been there for years, so we just trust them. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there is that thing of, you know, you've got those people that, have just been so cultishly told this one thing. And that's what they were trying to relay to me. And five minutes in the presence of someone that knows what they're doing, even if you don't know the martial art, you can figure out, oh, okay, you do know what you're doing fucking clearly. Um, yeah. It's that thing of like, do I think, even though I don't know your martial art, do I think that I could hit you if I tried to, if I tried to, without, without using any of my actual knowledge, do I think I could just throw a hit and hit you? Um, I, I always find that as a, as a good guiding point of not throwing a hit like i would in my system but just if i was just normal guy in the street trying to smack you would you be able to stop me and i think in especially in terms of self-defense majority of the people in kent yes i think i could um and that worries me <laughs> it worries me a little bit more with the self-defense side because self-defense starts to talk about reality mm -hmm. and that's where we kind of go right well this isn't reality <laughs> This is your fantasy in your head. Um, yep. And it becomes a bit of an issue. Um, do, saying that, guys, there are there are legitimate people out there. Um, there's some guys in, Gilling, in Gillingham, and I can't remember the name, but there's some guys up in Gillingham who are good self-defense guys, because um, I'm not just going to big myself up because it's fucking pointless. Um, so there's some guys in Gillingham. There are some guys over in, is it Sittingbourne? Sittingbourne. Uh, I think it's Sittingbourne. Huh? I think it is Sittingbourne. Sittingbourne. There's no. some decent self-defense guys over in Sittingbourne, um, and there are some in. Oh no, they're not there anymore. I was going to say Orpington, but they've moved. Um, there are a couple of others, but they are around, guys. And, and like um, Tom just said, if you're prepared to travel, which you know, if you want to, because look, you might come to me and just not like my style of doing things, or because I do the speech every year of I'm an arsehole, deal with it. You may not like that, you know. Self-defense instructors tend to be a bit harsher, but you may not like my style. So I would say, like, absolutely fine. You still want to train? These are the guys you want to go to. Same with, with martial arts, you know. You've got Barry in Canterbury, if you're in Canterbury. You've got um, Tom, Phil, Christoph in Dover and Folkestone, if you want. You know, these guys Jim Ashford. Jim and Ashford, yeah. You've got yeah. these guys out there um, who know what they're doing. I would have said Rob uh, for jiu-jitsu, but he's moved up north. Um, so he's... Oh, has he? Oh. Um, yeah. He's so, not know that. Um, unfortunately, guys, there are, there are a lot of them seem to move out of the uh, out of Kent a lot as well. Um, but the, the guys are out there, you know, depending on what martial art you want to do, you've got the guys out there. Um, you know, I would say just do a little bit of checking uh, because yeah. a lot of them will say things or do things. And actually, in reality, there's a lot of fluff. So, for instance, I know in my background, because I used to be the um, the caretaker for um, Bartitsu Association or the UK Bartitsu Association. And we had one person who just completely turned their back, did not want to be anything to do with us. 
um, and they went to an independent society that had no background in artists or anything at all, and they got them to uh, to uh, qualify them to be able to give black belts in Bartitsu. Now, this may not sound bad to any of you guys out there listening, wondering what the fuck Bartitsu is. Um, however, Bartitsu is from the Victorian era and uh, it doesn't have black belts. They don't exist. It is it not a system that ever had... Grades, is it? it doesn't have grades, no. <laughs> it was literally created in the idea of, I'm going to bring a load of fighters together. We're going to teach them some stuff. Now go out into the streets and fight people. That's how it was brought up. It wasn't to do with that so and this guy is a legitimate martial artist again like we said at the beginning but it just it's another string to their bow and they turn their back on the true association um so i would say you know he was not backed by any association to do with that style so you can also check that as well you know if if you have someone if i went to you know karate and boxing and got them to class me as a self-defense instructor that wouldn't fucking mean anything but i don't i get self-defense society if tom went to the Self-Defense Federation and got them to back him as an Aikido instructor. It wouldn't mean anything because they're not the right people. So just do a little bit of checking. Um, make sure the people are who they say they are. Um, and, you know, give it a try. Because it may be that two or three weeks in, you find actually it was just because you weren't used to it. So give them a chance because there might be people out there that are they're just new to it. They're just nervous or anything like that. They shouldn't be, but it's possible. I'm sure I was when I started. Um, but don't give them too long to prove themselves because a few checks and a couple of lessons in, if you're getting hurt or someone's getting hurt and you can't find out who they are, run. Because it's yeah, going to yeah. mean far more for your well-being and health um, for you to just cut ties than anything else. Um, like I said, a good thing to look out, I'd say, is um, if the head instructor goes out and teaches something and then doesn't go and train and just gets his lower grades and black belts to teach something and they do it slightly differently to the way he just showed them or if they and i can quote this from my instructor who turns around and so and goes well that was wrong it's actually done like this <laughs> mm. that's a big hint to maybe go okay this is what happened it's the only reason i trained if with a couple of people was because i was training not with the main person running this the association and or club but i was actually getting legit training from people who were unfortunately training under him or trained you know, training at his venues yeah. under him who did know what they were talking about <laughs> yeah you've got you've got to find i think the other one is right you've got to find someone who's um not afraid to be shown to be human yeah. um, when they train uh, when i brought you in we both um made each other tap we were talking about this Simple, simple stuff like that. I have literally been to places where I know if I'd have continued something with the guy, I would have just broken their wrist. Mm -hmm. But they physically would not tap because that would have shown them up. And that's just the stupidest goddamn thing in the world because it doesn't matter who it is. If mm. someone do I look stupid or do I break up, a limb? <laughs> It's, if someone is, if someone can kick, if someone's just got that, you know, they come from whatever background, actually, they just have right movement and they can kick and you have to go, oh, Jesus, I should have held that better. That's not you being shown up. That's you going, oh, well done. And, oh, this is what happens when you fuck this up. I'll better do it properly this time. Or yep. if someone does a, a wrist lock after you've taught them a few times and they've just clicked with them and they manage to make you tap, great. It, it's 
one, it's good. It, actually, I would suggest it makes you look better by the fact that you've managed to teach them it and they've got it. <laughs> but also, yeah. why yeah. are you trying to be the big man that can't tap? It's bollocks. You know, it's it does not take much for these things to work. That's why we teach them. So, yeah, always be wary of people that just aren't prepared to be hurt or aren't prepared to take part because that's yeah. the big yeah. red flag for me. From the self-defense side, that's the big red flag for me because... Same for me for martial arts. <laughs> yeah, it's... I want I want someone that's going to be there ready to to kind of rock and roll with it. Um, it's not you know when when that time when I brought you over and uh, you put a lock on me and I, then I reversed it and put the lock on you. We didn't fall out about it because we <laughs> both knew that that's good for the students to see. Whereas you can get it with some guys who will then you know out of the way of the students will go off on one about how you've shown them up, and that's not that's not how it should work. So. Um, yeah. Just be aware of that, guys. It's always going to be hard. There's always going to be the one, two guys that go under the radar for a lot of you because you don't have that experience. But just be a little bit wary. Um, and I'd say actually train a few, few different things as well because then your eyes get opened a little bit um, each time as well. Um, and it also gives you options open. I'm not just training one thing. Um, when we can actually get some time, Tom is training. I'm time. I'm training Tom, and Tom is training me. So we're, you know, it's it, it it we're both still learning things, and I think that's oh, yeah. important. Um, always try and learn, and I think your instructors should always be trying to learn. Because um, anyone that's got black belt or whatever, and then suddenly goes, oh well, that's it, I'm done. Doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, so always try and train. I, I actually encourage people to go and train at a charlatan's dojo once. <laughs> oh God! So they can see the difference. Uh, well. As See, an experience, just, just an experience, just or just to look them up on YouTube. Not even necessarily give them money in a training session, or just, just to go there, just to, just to look up what they're doing. I and look about the health of my students if I sent them to some charlatans. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just I don't mean to go and train, but I mean to like go and watch. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, go and watch. Yeah. If if they don't allow people to come sit and watch a session, another big flag. Um, yeah, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah just, yeah, just yeah. go and watch a session. Yeah, and you see it. That's the big difference for me. So I expressly ban all recordings in my sessions, but I will not ban you if you want to come and watch. There's two big differences um, there. Uh, Being recorded doing something, there's no context to what you're doing. You don't necessarily have the clip of you beforehand saying, uh, okay, so this this is rubbish. Yeah, (laughs) or, or simply go, yeah, so basically you might have just done something. Somebody sees it online. And not even, I'm not talking in terms of reputation, but I mean, somebody might see it and go, oh, well, this is a great idea. This is going to work every time and fuck themselves up um, mm-hmm. because they haven't actually done the training. They haven't seen what, how things work. They haven't done anything else on top of it. But absolutely come and watch. You know, I've had plenty of guys um, for the society that have I've had boyfriends of people that are training just come along. I've, we've got one, one or two students that, um, you know, have had health issues and they've only trained two or three times in the year, but they're always in the session because yep. they're still they're still watching they're still trying to figure stuff out and that's great you know i'm absolutely come and do that because you know you can see how how things work i've got no issue with that whatsoever anyone like tom says anyone that goes oh well you can't come and watch yeah don't don't go because <laughs> yeah. all that the, the only reason that you aren't allowed to go and watch is because you have to pay to take part and that's it um they want your money first and then that's it uh it's it's unfortunate, but that's that's how it is. And you've got these guys that go, oh, well, yes, if you pay this month in advance, then we'll give you this, that, that. Yeah, 
Um, and I'd say a lot of martial arts instructors, a lot of self-defense people, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm jaded with this, but I think the best way to find a self-defense or martial arts instructor is word of mouth. Um, yeah. Because I think once, once you've got someone that, I don't know, you go, oh, I want to learn karate, I want to learn judo, I want to learn aikido, I want to learn self-defense, whatever it is, and you've got the same person being recommended two, three, four times, that's when you start to go, oh, maybe, maybe I should do that. Um, and then you've got the guy that's all singing, all dancing, wants the money up front, all that, who is never suggested, who's never recommended. That's that's a kind of another red flag as well. Um, someone that goes out of their way to have to promote themselves, probably not as good as they want you to believe they are. Um, so yeah, just be don't just be careful with that, guys. I know we've gone off on a tangent and this has gone on for quite a while. Um, me and Tom tend to do that, but hopefully we have answered some of the questions of it being dangerous, why you should avoid some people, and our issues with them as well. And because both of us have trained with, um, trained under, and seen plenty of charlatans, we've both been doing it for so long. I think combined um, years in martial arts, we've been doing it for you know over half a century. Um, which is worrying. Um, you know, <laughs> so we've we, we've seen these guys. They've come and gone over and over and over again um, with whichever martial arts or system is popular at that point in time. You know, Penchak Salat and everything was really popular during the Bourne films. No one does it anymore. It happens. It goes in cycles all the time. So, um, but yeah. So if anyone uh, is interested in doing the self defense stuff, obviously we start up again in September. Um, until then, uh, do be careful. Obviously, most dojos, if not all dojos and gyms are shut down at the moment uh, because of COVID-19. So, um, you know, be careful. Don't don't go out thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to join every gym and let's get into it. Uh, do be careful. Even when you go back to them, um, every decent gym and dojo is going to have their own specific uh, stuff set up to keep you guys safe as well. So, um, but yeah, I think we'll finish it there. Um, is there anything else you want to add, Tom, or are you, you good there? Not like I think of off the top of my head. <laughs> right. Okay, so um, anyone that is coming to uh, September for the Friends classes, you will see Tom at some point, um, along with other people that come in just to do some training. Uh, Tom has very kindly, if you're coming to the first lesson, uh, agreed to be my ookie. Um, yep. I've realised I've used that word um, a few times today. Ookie basically is, I, I know what the actual translation is, Tom, but I'm going to say <laughs> how it is. Um, it basically means just your bitch. Um <laughs> I mean, that is literally the the, ref, the complete definition of it, <laughs> both martial arts use and in Japan in general. Um, <laughs> I I mean, it's not the exact translation, but yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but so um, so you will see Tom. Uh, he's going to be my my for that first lesson, just to show you guys, um, you know, someone that'll actually tap, someone that'll actually move in the right way, and that can reverse it. So yeah. Um, Thank you very much, Tom. And uh, yeah, we're, we're Thanks, there. Thanks. And uh, see you in the next podcast, guys. Cheers.